in a Tipsy Political Roundtable. I'm Cody Lindquist. I'm Charlie Todd. How are you guys doing tonight? Wow. The, you know, that, that applause sounds about right. You know, just being like, I'm here. Everybody's I doing exist. all right. Yeah. I don't know. know who's like who's thriving in this environment, you know? Yeah. You know, who's really like like this is the best time of my life. This is the best decade ever. We've got monkeypox landing <laughs> on our shores. Raise your hand if you have monkeypox. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Okay, Thanks that, for coming. We appreciate that. That's great. That's uh, really great. So we are a married couple. Uh, we love drinking beer and talking politics with our friends yes. who are smarter than us. Smarter than um, us, funnier than us. We were doing that already, so we decided to turn it into a podcast and a live show, and we're so excited to be here at Caveat. I should say that we are drinking Six Point Bengali beer tonight. We want to shout out Six Point for providing some beer you for know, us tonight. a lot of people are like, oh, you host a podcast where you talk about politics and drink beer, and they don't realize that the beer is actually as important as the political aspect of this. It is we for like, me. We like good beer. We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, excited to have some nice local beer. And that's what I tell people, because yeah. I'm a beer nerd, and when people ask me, friends who live in other cities, like, what, what should I drink? Drink local. Drink what you can get yeah. in your city, because there's a great brewery you know, in every city in America. And right you now. know what? Beer is easier to get now than formula. So <laughs> give, right. give beer to your children, to your babies. Um, but we got yeah. a big show tonight. We have a council member here. Oh yeah, which is and exciting. Charlie, if uh, all of our listeners, uh, because this is a podcast as well, know that Charlie loves to get local politicians on here and talk to them about congestion pricing <laughs> and biking. So That's we will right. have some of that for sure. Um, yeah, so it should be a good show. We're gonna keep. We've been drinking beers backstage and and some yeah. wine too, and uh, we're gonna keep drinking on stage and have yeah. a little conversation. You guys yes. ready to meet our wonderful panel? All right, right. please welcome, uh, she is the co-host of the Betcha Sup podcast, Millie Tamares. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She is the founder of Abortion Access Front and the co-creator of The Daily Show, Liz Winstead. Welcome, Liz. And please welcome New York City Council member representing District 2, Carlina Rivera. Woo! All right, <laughs> welcome, Carlina. Oh, 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 you know. Wow, she did the whole loop to You know why? She's marching the beat of her own drummer, finding her own way on stage. Oh my gosh, guys, thank you so much for being here. We have an all lady plus Charlie panel. Ally. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, a friend of women. A friend yes. of women. Yes, that's right. Hello, he for she. Hello. <laughs> is that the technical term, he for she? Oh, there is like a UN campaign, you know, yeah, with um Emma Wa- the Emma Watson. Watson. Hermione. Hermione. Hermione Granger. Yeah. That's a real name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But why he use it she. when she's Wait, Hermione? So the the title was he for she. Well, and it was just like um men being activists for women. I also, this is side side note, in 2014, 2015, there was a He For She event where the guy from You, the lead guy, at that time he was just a washed up gossip girl guy. I saw him do spoken word about domestic violence in in Harlem, everybody. Oh wow, did that, did that kill or what? Um, it's uh, like we want men to support us, but like not with spoken word. That, that's yeah. personally what I, feel I think. Like but he let's became give Cardi's boyfriend. Like, huh? Didn't he become like Cardi's boyfriend really fast on the Oh, there, were f- there was an f- online flirtation. Yeah, I feel like Cardi's, yeah. No. Pay, we could talk about Cardi. I'm like, 
she's not going to make it with Offset past 30. I feel like then she's, then it's going to be real fun. But anyway, wow. two beers, politics. He he for she. I, I, for I don't she. think I want to bring that back. I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't it, have that ring to it. I don't know. It's just also super weirdly gendered. It's also super weirdly... Um, as I say that we had a we had a, we did a benefit last night for abortion access front where we were like we're so tired of begging for money that I just called up six white men comedians and I go you can do the bare minimum and raise money for us and they go okay so we yeah. called it Bro v Wade like that's just it like just be on the show raise money and that's good that's funny too. yeah I think <laughs> it's like you know yeah the idea is like you know the oppressor or like the people who benefit most from the society like this should be the ones that are most active and most thought about activism. So for that, I want to know, Charlie, what have you done for women? Well, let me tell you what I've did for abortion access is I got a vasectomy. Oh! Yes! <laughs> Yay! Revelations. Uh, no claps so for vasectomy. Wow. Yeah, All these men in the audience We have like, a packed no, house and none of the men clapped. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to let Cody introduce our first segment on abortion. Do you want to see Charlie is going to like sit in the corner and not talk the rest of the show because he's going to feel bad about it and he's not going to oh, know what to say. You. No, it's okay because women actually don't get accidentally pregnant by themselves. A man has 100% of the time accidentally impregnated a woman. Well, 99.9 because Mary, the Virgin Mary. Oh, except That's for right. that one. That you forget one time. about that. Yeah, we all forget about that. It's the, the most birth. popular book in the world. Yeah, yeah. come on. How dare you? Oh, gosh. It's the most translated. Either way, either way. That's true. That's true. Laughter through tears, everyone. Um, so we do want to talk about Roe v. Wade most likely being overturned um, because that is the biggest news that's happened since our last show. Um, it feels like Americans have become numb to shitty things happening to them, and I sort of feel like that's the biggest problem is that most people are like, ah, it's another shitty thing. Ah, it's just layer upon layer of shitty things, and then they feel like they have no control over doing anything about it. Um, they kind of think everything's like just not that big of a deal. And we're being told right now, right now, that it's not that big of a deal. Like abortion will get taken away in 50 states, but you'll be able to get the abortion pill or whatever. We keep being told we're being hysterical about it. Um, so I guess, is there anything that we can do to make people start paying attention? I know, Liz, you are uh, dedicated your entire career to getting people to pay attention to To abortions. abortions. I want less audience yeah. members. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think fundamentally the problem is we have the media has been derelict, and people have been derelict to talk about abortion and normalize it. And and you know we need to get to a place where we are a nation that honors all pregnancy outcomes. Right? When we talk about abortion, and you talk about it in the framing of what does it mean to have justice for pregnancy, um, we need to say if somebody is a low-income person who's pregnant and they want to have a a baby and they're 16, we need to provide those resources for that person. If somebody is 35 and has two kids and wants to have an abortion, we should be able to provide that. But the fact that we, A, uh, stigmatize sexualization, sexuality, gender, pregnancy as a whole, um, we need to all come around and really talk about how do we value destiny? How do we value family? And we don't do that. And we need to start really centering what that means. Yeah. Um, it, well, a lot of people, the argument is that, well, you'll still be able to get an abortion in New York. But 
it does feel like they might be coming for a national abortion ban, right? What do you think, working in local politics, do you feel like that is also something we need to be looking on the horizon for? Yeah, well, I think, you know, with the women, with the WHPA and, and what happened there, and then there's the, the newer bill that they're trying to push, which is still a ban on 15 weeks called the Reproductive Choice Act, which is just, you know, another piece of bullshit that they're trying to push on people to understand. I think what being in New York, and sometimes it's we're in New York and then there's the rest of America, you know, you try not to get you know, to inside your bubble, you, you're really looking around. And I think when I first came into the council, I was very, very um, unapologetic that I was always going to start, always talk about abortion. And I was going to talk about it right away, and I was going to say the word. And some yeah. people said, well, watch your space. Watch the space you're in. Say woman's right to choose. Say, you know, give them choices. Let people, you know, make their own decisions. And I was like, we have to say it. Like, we have to say the word. Right. Mm -hmm. So we did the, the first, right, uh, abortion access fund in the country. That's right. Which is very exciting for New much. York. And it, 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 like, I'm really, really, really proud of it. I feel like it's, like, one of my greatest achievements as a council member. Because you're a council member, you're, like, wondering what can I really do to make a difference that mm -hmm. could potentially have national implications. Mostly people are just sending me like a picture of like overflowing garbage cans. That's Charlie. Yeah. Which That's I, probably I, Charlie I take care of that. I take care of that. I take care of that. <laughs> okay, but so I'll start sending stuff to Julia. There Salazar. you go. I, so so for me, I just thought this was great. It could be a model. Pe places could do it better. And we could learn from other cities. So when Austin did it, and I think it was something they did differently right away was uh, provide resources for transportation. Yep. So yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's a different city, different layout. Huge. So you got to be nuanced in your approach, and we just need other municipalities doing the same until we can get those federal protections. Like either way, we still need the money. Women just people, people, gender expansive people do not have the money to get all of the medical services that they need, and that is because we have systemic racism issues and all yeah. kinds of things in this country. So I'm trying to take it right as as far as I can in New York City and. And I passed the bill last year to make long-acting reversible contraception, or LARCs, or what people call IUDs, right. readily available at health clinics. So just trying to keep pushing it so that people can see the potential and what's possible. So I think you know local municipalities have to talk about it. That's how they have to address the needs of their community. Yeah, I think, just to piggyback off of Carlina, um, Joe Biden did the State of the Union mm -hmm. um, a few months ago, and he didn't even say abortion in it. He clearly, you know, he's and every, Catholic. Yeah, he's Catholic. he hasn't said abortion. He hasn't said it out loud. Ever. So, like, that was something that we talked about on Betches, is, like, why don't people want to say it? And personally, you know, I'm not a, <laughs> a politician, but as a comedian, as an artist, I mean, that's what you're working on. It's just, like, yeah, it's how can we normalize the conversation and then normalize the realities? Um, and I think two powerful pieces of media for me one was um, this article that came out in 2014 about the last abortion clinic in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And just it just profiled anonymously all the different kinds of women that got abortions. Some of them were like, I'm not ready right now, or I can't, you know, whatever. And another important piece of media is that this uh, indie film, and I'm going to fuck up the name, it's like Never, Sometimes, Always. Yeah, never, maybe, never, rarely, sometimes, always. Never, rarely, sometimes, always, where it's about... A 17-year-old girl who lives in Pennsylvania, who's poor as hell, gets pregnant, and then, 
You know, Pennsylvania is not even far from New York, but you just see, like, she steals money from the cash register to be able and lies to her parents and gets a friend to skip school with her and takes the bus four hours to come to New York City. And then the laws... So it was just like, even though they came to New York City and there's these, like, oh, yeah, just go to New York and get it. It was just showing the realities that I didn't even think about of, like... Who's actually doing it and like what are their obstacles? And you know, it shows like these two 17-year-old girls who are scared. They've never been in the city before. They don't they never left their town in Pennsylvania. And they're um, only a four-hour drive. If you live in Mississippi when this law hits, like how you'll be you won't be able to drive anywhere. It'll be 15 hours. It'll in a be car. 15 hours, and then you know, with some of these punitive laws that are like you can't even leave the state and all that shit, it's just like do you think we need as women to talk about that we like sex more? Like, I feel like this... <laughs> one of the I mean, my mom doesn't think I need to talk about it any more than I do. Okay. But <laughs> maybe as women, yeah. One of the things that just really frustrates me this, uh, behind this whole conversation is they always say, like, these laws are so extreme, they won't even make exceptions for rape or incest. And I think, well... Fuck yeah. If you really truly believe it's murder, if you're one of the, you know, 10% of people in the country that believes it's murder, then you shouldn't think there should be exceptions, right? Yes. But if you are using this because you think, well, I don't know, it makes me uncomfortable that women sometimes have sex and enjoy it just for fun and not for procreation, then... I want to ban it in those cases. But if she's truly raped or there's incest, then that's fine. But if she's having sex for fun, then I, wanna, also, I like, want them to have to bear the brunt like, of it. Sex poll's pretty high, right? If we were going to poll on like, people that like sex and find it enjoyable and, I mean, and like I doing it for it reasons it other than having consensus. a child, it's yeah. pretty high. It's pretty high for men Anonymous. and women. But, you know? And so I think that's the, the ridiculous thing about the whole conversation is that like contraception is not 100%, right? Birth control, the pill is like 99%. Condoms break, you know? Um, I, I had like I had situations in college where I had to get a morning after pill. And my, mm -hmm. my girlfriend had to it get a morning after me. pill. It wasn't with me, guys. Um, wow. But, wow, you, know, you brought it I, up. But I feel like everybody has that story like growing up and, you know, when you first start having sex and having a bad condom or, you know, just ha having a, a girlfriend who's or on the Or not knowing how to put a condom on. Proper. You know yeah. what? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say sometimes people don't use birth control. You know what? As a Which society, is okay. yeah. we do not invest... We're not going to invest in trying to s stop any of this. All I care is if somebody needs an abortion, I want them to be able to have it free, accessibly, right. yeah. and be able to do it. Because truth be told, any kind of caveats, you're right. There are no good abortions. There are no bad abortions. There's simply the abortion you need. And so when people decide on saying these, kind of trying to couch it, and and because we have a media that hasn't talked about it, I can't, we're constantly hearing tragedy porn scenarios mm -hmm. of the 12-year-old who was raped and she can't get an abortion. And it's like, yeah. when people decide they want an abortion, like, the reasons that they've decided for themselves are the exact reason that we should all honor. And mm -hmm. they don't need to tell anybody about it mm -hmm. because that means that their life is going to be on a path they need to bring it. Mm -hmm. And just because it's not an outward-facing tragedy or whatever like we need to regroup yeah. on just like honoring bodily autonomy mm -hmm. as a notion right. of mm -hmm. like it's my you know it's like well, let's return abortion to the states let's return abortion to the people that are gonna have them i think it's just like reinforcing this idea that i feel like is super harmful which is you know, women, young women, teens, everyone, like, are not in control of the sexuality. Women's roles and people's roles, feminine people, is just, like, 
You're supposed to be the one that says no. You, like, men can go wild, have sex with whoever. You're supposed to yeah. be the stopgap. You're not supposed to enjoy it. You're, it's supposed to be oh. something that you have to do and an obligation and all this stuff, and then everything else is not cool. So, yeah, like, putting, having laws, having birth control, all that stuff is just, like, it's giving women a control, and, and yeah, like, it is acknowledging that, yeah, women do enjoy sex, and all yeah. this stuff, and it might not be most of it, like, with men, or in the ways that men are taught that sex is enjoyable, right. but that, you know, that shakes the status quo, and I personally feel like, in anything, like, if you're not in control of your fertility, you're not in control of your life, you can't plan ahead, you like, all that stuff, and I've just seen it, you know, I grew up in South Florida, one of my friends, she got into a, a University of Florida, which is a great college. She found out she was pregnant. And I remember all the obstacles. Me and her, were do we would call clinics to see if she can get an abortion. Florida is one of those states where you can't get one uh, without parent permission. She didn't want to tell her parents she had sex. And, of course, we called all these fake clinics that were just Christian oh, centers. Gosh. And all this, like, all this crazy shit. She ended up telling her parents, and her parents thankfully let her. And, like, now she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer, and now she just had a baby. But I'm just thinking, like, damn, what if her parents said no? Yeah. And, like, that would have, like, you know, she wouldn't be on this trajectory or this path. So, and she had to lie to her parents, so they're like, how many times are she? She's like, only the once. The first but time. But I think it doesn't. Yeah, that's what she said. Oops. And I'm like, did your parents really believe that? But whatever, they believe what they want to believe. My, my parents got pregnant in high school. My mom was 17, and she got pregnant with my twin brothers. And she was Catholic, and she bought into the idea that she shouldn't have an abortion. And she said, I'm going to have the babies. And she got kicked out of her house because they wanted her to have an abortion because abortion's okay if it's your daughter. It's not okay if it's everyone else. And, you know, I, I had a really, it was a really hard life to have parents that are 17 years older, you know? Like, it's it wasn't easy. I love my parents. I'm close with my parents, but they don't have a dime to rub together they never have like they've you know had a rough life but they wanted us i can't imagine if on top of that layered on that layered on how hard that was with no support system with no money with any of that then to also be like and also i resent you and hate you <laughs> like you know i just it, it it was my mom's my both of my parents it was their choice to have us There's and they were happy about why, it like what is it uh children of emotionally immature parents is one of the best-selling <laughs> books on uh, Amazon right now. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta read that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's life changing. Yeah. But <laughs> and not everyone you know. like plan. Not everyone has the goal to have kids. Yeah, like yeah, that's not everyone's aspiration. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> and also, like for people to, you know, personally, birth control. You know, listen. I have sex, what, like five times a year? <laughs> and Congratulations. I'm just like, I'm going to pay $40 a month for, it's like going, you know, a gym membership that I never use. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. But then you could get every, a $10 a month at Planet Fitness. Yeah, uh, I know. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Do they really just put cry the bagels? a lot. Do they really put bagels and pizza after you? Yeah, they do. Yeah. On Mondays and That's, Thursdays, right? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I know, I know. Used to old, the I'm one time I would go was for the pizza day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what, am I going to pay a member? for this shit I don't even use well the good know. the good news is guys if you do choose to have a baby and not have an abortion uh, there's tons of formula for you our government is doing a wonderful job of taking care of uh -oh. women's well okay first of all so there is a huge formula shortage what bothers me is all the press coverage is showing these mothers with their babies I'm like 
don't men also have children? Like, these are oh. men and women. These are their children. I learned how to mix that formula. Yeah. <laughs> I, there we, we go. Ally, hashtag he for she. We, did, we didn't use a lot of formula, but, you know, I, I just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, the, I, I went to, but bought the formula at Rite Aid. Like, you, you're not seeing the B-roll on the news of the dad going to Rite Aid and buying the formula. Yeah, and because, again, this is a woman's issue, and therefore, since it's a woman's issue, we can just let babies starve? Um do you uh, do you guys think that there's anything we should have done sooner or anything we can do to get more baby formula? I mean, yeah, how about having all <laughs> formula on Medicaid? Like mm. why do we have one you know, and why didn't the anybody wick, yeah. you know, and it's like crazy to think about the fact that like it's rationed. Also, the trade policies that don't allow us to import formula are fucking trash. Exactly. It's like the we yeah, I mean, two companies, What do you, and one of them had to be closed down because their shit was bullshit. And then you're looking at Nestle, it's like, oh, yeah, they got a great track record. If anybody is old enough <laughs> to remember, like I do, how Nestle was trash in India with the children of India, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, yeah. what is happening? Well, I just feel like some things shouldn't be commodified. Like yes. some basic things we sh that people shouldn't That sounds socialist, Millie. Well, I don't guess like what? It. Guess what? Um, and I believe all babies yeah, yeah. should have formula. I guess I'm a socialist. Yeah, I guess I'm a socialist because it's just like, why are we trying? You know, the two, the two companies, like it's so crazy because it's not really capitalism either. If it was capitalism, then there would be 20 companies that make formula, but it's really two that get subsidized, and it's just like. Then the WIC thing, like you're saying. I was going to say, you should talk about the WIC thing. Because yeah. a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, so WIC, it's it's really fucked up. Women, infants, infants children. children. So it's like food stamps. But food stamps, you can, which is already so uh, means-based, needs-based, you have to fill out 50 fucking forms. So WIC is just the same, but at least food stamps, you can use mostly anywhere, at Whole Foods, whatever. People will judge you if you get steak at Whole Foods with food stamps. Not that I know. I do. But... <laughs> Um, WIC, it's, it, it is this like kind of, to combat the welfare queen stuff, they're like, if you want to feed your kids, you can use this like coupon thing, but you can only get Mott's apple juice, yep. or like this kind of bread. Kick or cereal. Kick cereal, not like Lucky Charms, because no you're sugar. poor, and that's bad, and that's sugar, yeah. and you're, you know, but you can only get these certain brands. Corn flakes, and just a certain kind of milk. I, my family grew up on WIC, and it was like so strict and limited but you know you just this is the what they put on poor families just just be grateful that like you got the wick so yeah. you could go buy your yeah. government cheese it's like yeah. your one brand yeah and which is also very salty by the way it doesn't you taste get. healthy so then what happened was when we had a shortage right there was the shortage of it's the two brands that the government allows so even though there's other formulas you know that are more readily available these people couldn't get access to it. And it is like a punishment. And you know, I think it's this whole thing of like stigmatizing poor people because mm -hmm. all these millionaires, look at the fucking PPP, uh, who got PPP, like a settlement. Paycheck protection the, program. Paycheck yeah. protection program from COVID. Devin Nunez's little wine thing. The Kushner's got, and we're not, we're, or Kanye got a million dollars. All these people get subsidies and help from the government. We're not looking at Kanye and it's like, well, did he get kick cereal and all this shit? But we're looking at port and like, yeah, it's just, Crazy. And in the pandemic, even like before this formula shortage, if you went to the supermarkets and if you if you now maybe think about it, maybe you noticed it, maybe you didn't. If you looked at certain empty parts of the shelf, 
you would have noticed on the little tag, it said that it was a WIC item. So those were a lot of the items that went first because of the, the you know, these are poor families that were, you know, suffering even more and then had such limited options in terms of what they could buy. And there's so many problems with just supplemental food programs in general, how much people get for SNAP, which is what the typical, uh, the kind of, People call it food stamps, but it's really called SNAP is the official name of the program. And that actual amount hasn't gone up in such a long time. And if have you been food shopping lately? Mm -hmm. You can't walk out of there with much you know, for nothing. And so people who have $200 a month to maybe feed their entire family who might have dietary restrictions are also limited to what they can get. It's well, the SNAP, the, when they came up with the SNAP program that has not changed. They, they, it was based on, and I am not fucking kidding you, expecting that people would bake their own bread yeah. and like do shit. Well, and, and, and it's honestly crazy. It's like buy flour. Yeah. We all did. But, we yeah. all had a sourdough. Buy flour, buy this, buy that. Supply they chain. don't allow people, like you created this economy that is unsustainable for families. You have now have assistance that everyone should be grateful for that doesn't help you doesn't make ends meet it's just fucking and racist. then you wonder why people want to have abortions yeah. because they yeah. can't afford to have 100%. children all right so we've been talking about uh formula and milk and uh certain brands of milk that wick allows and milk has actually been a big topic on our <laughs> podcast uh, for the last three months so uh, it's time to time to discuss guys milk we uh, have been going kind? off charlie and i have been going off on milk well mostly so, charlie. like adults that drink milk and you shouldn't and stuff or well we, we think milk is a little weird um but specifically this this <laughs> became a topic on the podcast because Eric Adams tried to get rid of chocolate milk in schools, which we support. It's it's actually mandated, I think federally, yes. um, that that milk be in schools. Weird, weird hills to die on, Eric Adams. But okay. <laughs> well, Eric, he's a he's a vegan, except when he eats fish sometimes when he gets caught. But he's mostly a vegan, <laughs> and um, but yeah, oh, that's his good quality. I was wondering <laughs> what be a chicken wing scandal unveiled soon. Yeah, but so anyway, our 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 child when he was four had chocolate milk for the first time because it was handed to him every day when he was four and uh and pre-k so we we support eric adams quest to try to get rid of chocolate milk on the other side is representative elise stefanik from upstate new york who oh. who, who says on that the other side of what she on the <laughs> other side of the milk debate <laughs> she's a, she's yeah. for big she, milk liz she is yeah for, i'm sure she is for big milk she i think her district has dairy farms but she is for protecting milk choice in schools so that's the choice that <laughs> oh. she's, she's for. for the choice of milk she say like freedom but not the but choice not of a woman so anyway, the news in the Milk uh, Beat this month is that actor James Cromwell <laughs> super glued himself to a counter at a Midtown Starbucks to protest the fact that vegan milk options are more expensive than cow milk yeah. options. Which again, the hill to die on. It's just that it's more Ooh. expensive. The guy. Okay, do you watch Succession? Yeah. The uncle that's a, like a socialist, like Lo you know the Logan Roy's brother that hates him. Like that'll do pick. The, the guy from guy. Babe, Pig in yeah. the City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do Pig. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll do Pig. That'll do Pig. Oh, yeah, glued yeah. himself to Midtown Starbucks. He glued and himself. Look, that's a little extreme, <laughs> but but why why is almond he, milk I'm more expensive? I he's alive and well. Well, he's, he's, he's alive, alive well and protesting at Starbucks. I also apparently. love that he glued himself to the to the star at Starbucks, saying that it's like 
not cost effective to have these milks. It's like you're in a fucking Starbucks. If someone's buying a five dollar coffee, is they're that probably like, does he okay need, to like, spend fifty cents Does he need hemp more? milk to be sent to him? Is he okay? <laughs> He's got that HBO money. I mean, that's this true. Is this is where was he? I mean, George people Floyd can't go to Starbucks. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like okay, what? Okay, Weird well, hills to die on. Anyway, people don't have formula. To sum up, sir. we're to sum up, we're the only money. we're the only animals on the entire planet. Planet that drink the breast milk of different species. So that's a little weird. Um, and uh, I, I don't think it should be mandated that children should have it in school. So that's, that's our milk news of the month. We'll move on. Um, but it was a classic line. Do you want to wrap it up in any way? I feel like we just kind of dropped the yeah. thing. Yeah. Cow milk is better for I'll cereal, but I you know, that's you know, all. No, no, we fucked over Logan almond almond Spoiler, spoiler. I don't want to spoil it. Although almond does... Almond milk actually does take a lot of water. Actually, you know what, Charlie? Almonds I did want to tie this problem. conversation back to monkeypox. Don't go to almond milk. Go to oat or pea. Almonds are a I know. shit show. I know. They, they suck a lot of and water. And avocados really are bad. a shit show. I hate I to break it to people. So I know. We know. We know. said there's no ethical consumption in capitalism. But I do. Is that? That's true. <laughs> I do want to tie this to monkeypox because, uh-huh. listen, guys... <laughs> We are going to get another <laughs> pandemic. It might be monkeypox. It might be something else. But it has to do with our relationship to animals. Do we need to check ourselves? Are we going to be forced to take a look at our relationship with our uh, with animals? Let's examine our relationship with animals. Because I should be able to get my lashes done. And my puppy should be able to come with me. Oh, the mink? <laughs> get the mink? I, get yeah, the, the mink, mink ones? Yeah, except there's like, I only I have there. four left on this one and none on this one. But <laughs> I will say, I will glue myself to my lash place if they don't let my puppy come with me. Text me, text me it, text me yeah, it. Because like, nothing Cromwell. beats those photos, you know? They're like... Like yeah, no, yourself. you have to. It's like, I don't even need makeup today. Yeah, exactly. Wait, how often do you those do lashes them? are good. I, although I did it once. Until they fall off. But it did feel like somebody glued shades to my eyes. Yeah. I you got it. You got If you if you them. learn how to do them correctly, you yeah, can do them yourself. I, I, I do like a little falsie on the end, just like yeah, one or two, not mind. a full strip. I think I went to jail. Yeah, you just like steady hand, hand nail that. Charlie, what do you think about false eyelashes? I I think they're too long on Fox News. Hashtag keep your sheep. Good point. I want to talk about housing a little bit. Um, there's a. Uh, We'd like to talk about lashes, <laughs> sir. Wow, how oppressive! Wow, look at him just shifting over to lashes. Just reminding our podcast audience that Charlie is a white man. Wow, and wow. his lashes right. are exquisite. His Thank lashes you, are. Great. To be fair, Charlie's lashes are you the have stuff lash of dreams. Privilege, yeah, wow. and I am not. I'm here very for privileged it. to have long he lashes. He and our two sons have the same lashes. It's like you get stopped on the street with those lashes, and then here I am putting falsies. On it's not fair, you know. James Cromwell wish he had that head of hair. Cromwell, <laughs> I don't right, remember I, who he is. I want to talk about housing um, <laughs> to move the conversation forward and off, of my, off of my eyelashes. Um, so a recent report revealed that New York City has more Airbnb, Airbnb listings than long-term rental apartment listings right now. So Carlina, I know you were the chief sponsor of a bill that would have required Airbnb and other short-term rental companies to disclose details about the hosts and the units that they rent, but then Airbnb sued to block that law. And where it, where is that now, and what can we do about everybody renting out their apartments, or because landlords we, renting out apartments? Because we live in Hell's Kitchen, and if I, uh, the entire Ninth Avenue is filled with like families from the Midwest rolling their giant roller boards and like looking around for us. No, it's true. I'm when, like, wow. When I pass when I passed that bill, I you know I had to take on Airbnb, which I don't know if you've heard, but they're a multi billion dollar corporation, so they had some money to spend on their defense. 
and um, you know they they did everything to try to kind of overcome what we had put forward in terms of the bill. They even put out like flyers that said, like with my face, that said wanted, beholden to hotels. <laughs> Big uh, hotel. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. I'm like, check the donations. The They're very public. It's, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we, when we passed this bill, like we had to defend it. We went on and did like a debate in New York one. And I actually brought a tenant association leader from Hell's Kitchen oh, because it was one of the... No, I brought this guy, Chris LeBron. He's oh, gonna Chris love LeBron's that. been Chris on, our show. on our show. Well, a few he, months oh, ago. There we go. So we went on, and I was like, listen, we're going to do this. These guys, they're technically getting paid by Airbnb, but they're also very, like, spicy guys. So I think we held our own. We passed the bill. It got challenged, maybe on my birthday. Unclear. But, rude. Um, That's so rude of them. I know, Can you wait I know. the next day? I know. What the fuck? But we actually came to an agreement that actually forced them to reveal and give the data that we needed, which the problem was is that people were taking their apartments, putting them as Airbnb, and really removing affordable, ho affordable housing from the little bit of stock that we had. Mm -hmm. But now we are in this predicament, and that there's a couple of reasons. Well, one, it's so damn expensive. Now you need, I think, like, the average median rent in New York City is, like, $2,600. That is not fair to the average median rent of, of families in New York City. But then the other issue is we just don't have enough housing. Mm -hmm. So we have to really accelerate the construction of all kind of targeted incomes, extremely low, low, moderate, even middle, because like, you know, people give this kind of classic example, like every, like every wholesome household is a nurse and like a, a fireman. But like those people can't really afford $3,000, $3,500 rent. Like, you know, they can't. Yeah, and, so, and $3,500 is giving you like a one or maybe ha like a small two bedroom. If you have more than ooh, one yeah. child, you can't fit. Yeah. So we have the bill. It's it's there. We do have the data. There's actually a department inside of the mayor's office called the Office of Special Enforcement. And though they're mostly complaint driven, this bill actually empowered them to really look into people who are taking the housing and uh, using them at Airbnb illegally. So this is for illegal hotels. Can hotels I, are in a shitty can spot. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because it just, our most, and it seems like to me, that so much of this Airbnb bummer is that people hang on to rent-controlled low-income apartments and then they rent them out for like way more money instead of having people who could afford them do it, right? Like That's I think true. people don't, I don't think people get that. I think people also rent an apartment, f like it might not even be low income, it might be a $4,000 a month apartment that they rent to six people in one month and then they can get $6,000 or $7,000. Students. Students, they mm. do that and it's Tourists. just like, the thing is with Airbnb, it's like, it's not, you know, I think that it, it is one of those things that like, People say all the time, I'm sure you you hear, like, New York's not a place for families. Or, like, if you want to have kids, you have to move out. Or it's it's just not building to this community that's really important. It, it, it makes New York feel like this transient thing that, you know, artists can't be here and we can't, like, sustain community because there's no, th there's no way that people can The can amount that. of people that say, ah, like, we've had a lot of friends. We have two kids. We've had a lot of friends who've moved out of the city. They're like... 
you know, I just have to do it for the kids. Like, and they were like, yeah, we have kids and we're staying. Yeah. It's like, what great, do you mean? Great place to raise kids, but you have to be able to afford the housing and there have to be yeah. two bedrooms and three bedrooms. And but there's like, not a lot. And Carlene is right. We have to build, build, build. Yeah. And, e and even if it's building luxury housing, it's still building housing because those people move out of houses to move into those houses. And we just, and like, a lot of the luxury housing is all one bedrooms. It's not enough for like families who even have a ton of money. There's not actual real estate that's big enough for families to live in. Yeah. But like, you know, today we live in an apartment building and we have a little like back area where, um, you know, the whole building can use. It's like a common space. And our son just like ru runs out there and splashes in the water with a bunch of his friends. And then they come upstairs. You know, it's like, this is the perfect place for families. Like community, like living in a dense area where there are a bunch of families in the same building where if you need help your neighbor is not like five you know a five minute walk down the road they're literally across the hall like if you reframe your thinking and think well this is a great place to have those connections in that community and the other reason why it's a great place to raise a family in a dense urban environment is that it's walkable mm, and that you yeah. can take your stroller out and you can walk to the grocery store and you can walk your kids to school or you can bike your kids to school. And Cody and I have an e-cargo bike and we're able to take <laughs> our kids to school on our e-cargo bike. Well, we don't so take them on the cargo bike because it's a short walk to school. So no, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. can take our kids uh, anywhere we want to uh, yeah, with our e-cargo bike. So this is now my segue into the transportation portion of the show. <laughs> yeah. well, can, I just say, can I just say, I had re my recess growing up in New York City was on a street where they put up a barricade and I can't Open think street. I can't think and Carlina, I'm, I'm trying to get this, the street in front of our kids' school shut down so that okay. they can have it closed What street off. is it? Uh, 47th Street. All right, I'm working on it. So, so I just want to say like before we had open streets, that's where we had recess and I thought yeah. I came out all right. Yeah, it's it is just like a very American like you need a backyard and if but it's just like not conducive and also, back to the Airbnb thing real quick is just like, yeah, you have all these uh, families in your building, but what if half of those are, half of the apartments in your building are just tourists who like are here for, uh, you know, a week or something. Yeah, you, and like, you don't want to live in a hotel. Like, yeah, you don't want to live in a hotel. It's dangerous, a place on, yeah. We lived in a place on 49th Street for a while and there was a couple of like, people who owned apartments there that were clearly doing Airbnb and it was just like strangers in the elevator constantly. And it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not a community if There's you're living a in a hotel There's a time and a place like for Airbnb. Everyone yeah. knows it. We've yeah. all enjoyed it. Just keep the housing stock where it needs to yeah. go, which is to families. And I'm including families of one because I was a family of one for a long time <laughs> for the families of New York City. So, Carolina, um, in 2019, you introduced a bill that would have created an office of active transportation and an office of pedestrians, yeah. um, which uh, I think everybody on the stage is probably a pedestrian. We probably all walk down the sidewalk. To never, get here. I've never walked <laughs> in New York City. I've lived um, here for almost twenty years. I've never, never rarely, walked. sometimes, never always. Yeah, never rarely, sometimes, always. <laughs> but the Department of Transportation, for so long, has been you know so focused on level of service for cars and and our traffic problems. Um, we've obviously had some great heads of departments of transportation, especially Janet uh, Sadek Khan, who gave us all of our bike lanes and our pedestrian plazas, um, but. Uh, I'm curious why you think we need these offices specifically and what the status of that bill might be, if you think that's something that could maybe happen. So it's still, you know, it's kicking around in the council. I just reintroduced it because we're in a new term. So this would be an office that is kind of dedicated to the redesign and the implementation and creation expansion of like greener infrastructure, so more bike lanes or whatever you ride. Maybe you've got a little scooter 
or you know, whatever's your your bag. Revel. I revel everywhere. All right. Well, that that that, that goes in the in the main lane, but you it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's shared streets, people. Shared mm-hmm. streets. I think always with a focus on a pedestrian, right? So we need the we need the bikes and the and the and all that, and then we need to make sure that we're also prioritizing mass transit. But I think what's happened is that because the city was really laid out and designed for cars, what, you will re- see... Redesigned for cars. Originally redesigned, redesigned for people and horses, Exa- I guess. Exactly. Ugh, the, well, I don't want to talk about the Golden Age because there's some issues there. But, um, <laughs> but a great show. A great show. Is it great? There's so many plot holes, though. The, I'm like, so why many. did we but the, the, talent, the, the talent pool. The racist uh, housekeeper. I'm like, why do we have to feel bad for her? They never <laughs> paid off. I'm sorry. That's true. There was Season two. Season all right, million. well, I yeah. hope everything will be revealed. But so I think if, why we need it is because, so actually the council, we, we, I co-sponsored a different bill last term called the Streets Master Plan, which actually codified, right, made it a, a mandatory thing for us to do that would put more bike lanes, bus lanes, et cetera. So we have that, but we don't really have someone who is really trying to do interagency communication, one of the city's worst uh, talents, things that they do, they can't get it together. Interagency communication, it's very bad. So someone who will focus using all of the agencies, parks, Department of Transportation, Department of Design and Construction, there's a bunch of agencies out there, and really make it happen. And I think it's really important because you see more people on the scooters. I love seeing the little kids or the families biking together. Um, And we certainly need just more room for that. And I think because we've designed all the streets for cars, it is actually really unsafe. And we've had a lot of you know, uh, tragic deaths, fatalities, crashes are on the rise and people are dying. And this is supposed to be a very pedestrian friendly city. And I think we should be the most pedestrian friendly and cyclist friendly city in America. And I think to do that, we need to actually put resources and focus on that. So I would like to do that. I've tried in my own respective district to make some changes. People hate me because we've removed parking spaces. Oh no! But you know, know. but 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 eighty percent of the people that live in this island do not own a car. So it's just the twenty percent of the people who hate you are vocal and and fuck them, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like they can sell their car and they can buy a bike and they can walk. They live in the East Village. They can walk. Yeah, but we have to also improve things like accessoride because some people say I have a car because like I have limited mobility, like physically speaking. So there are things that we have to do we're prioritizing mass transit putting those bike lanes in and everybody who's ordering this seamless and even their medications or whatever else you're getting from grubhub those deliveristas we also passed landmark legislation to protect them because they were being exploited and they weren't they didn't have the rights that typical workers do so we're also trying to look at who's using the lanes how do we make it friendly for all ages and then how do we protect the workers that use it more than anyone so speaking of the bike lanes um one thing that another thing that you introduced and passed in 2019 was a law that if there was if there was construction that was going to create a obstruction in the bike lane like con ed is doing some work or whatever and they're blocking the bike lane they have to create a detour around the bike lane uh which is huge um but enforcement of it is is not always great and you know you run into like maybe not con ed sometimes con ed but you know just random construction workers don't always put up the barricades so what do you think we can do to get better enforcement of that better enforcement in general of cars parked in bike lanes which so frequently are cop cars parked in bike lanes, and oh they're the ones God. that are supposed Postal to be. Postal service, yeah. Like UPS. Which, by the way, you know, Charlie. Charlie always takes a picture of a, a taxi limousine that's parked, a, a TLC car that's parked in a bike lane. You can report and get 
them a ticket if they're parked yeah. in the bike lane. There's so an app called Reported that Jeff Novich yeah. created, and you can just take a picture of. Uh, it has to be a TLC vehicle. Yeah, it has. It to can't be. be a regular vehicle. But there was a bill in the council last year that would allow people to take a picture of any car in a bike lane or parked illegally or illegal placard yeah, or whatever, right. and it. It didn't pass. It, uh -huh. it, did, it didn't. It didn't even get a and vote. Idling, I don't think. too. There was like bounty hunting well, for so, idlers. So, so bounty hunting for idling exists. There's yeah. people yeah, that make is, thousands yeah. of dollars by walking around and taking videos that of trucks guy. that are idling. Read about that one guy. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a I Times article. That. A guy making. But like it's a fucking grand. problem. It is a huge problem. Like people will deliver shit or whatever, like, and then just leave it there. Or people will just wait. You know, they'll go in the grocery store. They'll send somebody, and they'll just wait. And then the bus can't get in. Like, so now twenty people can't get on the bus where they're supposed to yeah. because you got to go to the grocery store. Not to mention the the noise and the exhaust fumes and all that stuff. Their families living above these stores that are pissed off that they have to listen to these cars all night. Well, I would also say too, I'd rather have someone bounty hunting these people than people trying to get abortions. That <laughs> so yeah. is like the you interesting. Know, Bounty hunting situation, like maybe stop, or like people who, are... who hop the turnstile. Because having an abortion doesn't hurt anyone else. It gives yeah. no it exhaust. Does it does hurt. not emit anything. It has. It's carbon neutral. It, I would argue abortion is so carbon. I'm I think it's probably carbon positive to not bring more humans into the world. Right? One hundred percent. We have also, the resources in this space. If I could be, you know, every other medical waste is put into cities to help them run. And so, like, you know what? It actually, it could be if we were using medical waste. That's exactly what Fox cities. News is Liz, saying. I'm going to say, they're going to quote you right now. This is going to run on Fox News. Let and it's it run on Fox News. Fox it's News is wrong. Like, New York runs on fetuses. No, Baltimore <laughs> runs on fetuses. That sounds yeah. some, like, crazy Oh, no, Q they said that. No, no. That, but it's true. Medical Jeez. waste. Is, look in Oregon. People are, medical waste is used constantly. It's incinerated because it's clean. It's clean to do so. Well, I think this brings us back to the culture. Carlina's like, let's talk about no, bike lanes. No, the culture is, right, We women can't enjoy sex. People don't say abortion. The culture is, people, like, cars should come first, and no one respects the bike lane. Yeah, right? and, like, yeah. if you have a bike, you're lame. If you walk places, that's whack. It's just like, yeah. yeah. you got to be a big, strong man in a truck with your air conditioning and, you yeah. know, <laughs> your gas, rather than somebody right. who's out walking around but actually also like using their body. I also culture. feel like it's, yeah. to me, I think it's helpful to, like, in where I live in Brooklyn, some of the streets just close up and the restaurants just throw tables out on the streets, right? And you can't drive, and that's awesome. And these restaurant kiosks, like, it's a beautiful way to have community rather than cars in the city. And if people can enjoy yes. it, then yeah, we let's live in the just city make cars be yeah. not the cool thing. The cars fuck up the kiosk for me, first of all. Like, I love the outdoor city. I love Europe, all that shit, but, like, you know, then the reality of the kiosk is that you're like, there's a car zooming by and all, you're true. like booty holes tight. You're like, all it takes is just a <laughs> swerve. Yeah. And then you know, my whole fucking life is ruined. And I'm just like, trucks are passing by and I'm shaking, eating eggs, like trying to listen I to my agree. friend the, the, talk uh, about her boyfriend. I, I, I want there to be barricades so that they can expand the sidewalk and put the outdoor seating. I don't like feeling like... 
I'm in this tiny little piece of wood that's the only thing stopping me from getting killed by and a bus. At the end of the day, cars should be guests on our streets, right? Yes. We all yes. live here, and and there we all sometimes have reason to get into a car, whether we're taking a cab to the airport or you have a zip car to go somewhere, or you own a car and you go somewhere, whatever. But they, they should be treated as guests on our streets, for sure. Yeah. Um, and... But I'm curious, Carlina, what you think about enforcement, because I think any we live near a police precinct in Hell's Kitchen, and I think anybody that lives or travels near a police precinct knows that the worst offenders of all like viol of parking violations, especially, are cops. Like every precinct is just sidewalk parking, sidewalk so parking, yeah, sidewalk parking, so parking so which is illegal. It's illegal to park on the sidewalk, and also like a lot in the of the crosswalk on the school, like yep. it, it's just bad. So, so it seems like we can't rely on NYPD to enforce because they are the, the often the culprits. Um, we have speed cameras, which we just got some news that it looks like Albany yeah. is going to extend the speed cameras 24-7 for three more years. For some reason, we have to go beg Albany to be able to enforce our own traffic laws. So it seems like automated enforcement like by camera is good. And I think like even though I get the comparison to like the bounty hunting abortion stuff that's going on in Texas, which is horrible, like I do feel like if I see someone parked in a bike lane, I should be able to take a picture of it and send it to 311, and that person should get in trouble, and I should get some money, um, which is how the idling <laughs> thing works. Like. Paid for know. snitching. I don't know. Charlie <laughs> Johnson can donate it to abortion funds. <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. He's yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want us to. I don't want us to have to do that. Hashtag but that's where we're at. But Carly, right, what do you, what's right. the enforcement? Okay, okay. So, so I think automated enforcement is. There's two things, right? Well, there's three. I said change the culture. People are in the bike lane because they don't respect us cyclists. And I'm, I'm tired of it. Okay. And you biked here today, right? I did. I biked here today, actually, so I could build up a nice sweat. You know how good it is when you, you get the... Okay. Who needs, who needs any of that, like, glistening stuff? I just have sweat. Well, I mean, I, I have an oily T-zone, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> With so, the lashes. Charlie? Okay. Thoughts? T-zone? I get a lot of sweat in my lashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're exquisite. The second thing is um, we really have to rethink street design just generally. The, the, you know, it's just not designed for people, pedestrians, cyclists. And there are things you can do. You can, have you ever biked down like near Times Square? Actually, they have some of the street, uh, the level, it's up. It's um, you know the raised bike lane. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Pops you. can still figure out how to get up there. Oh, they but it is. oh yeah, trust yeah, yeah. me. They figure it out because they get all up on the sidewalk too. But there, there are things you can do like that, or we have this like vision for Avenue B Open Street, uh, where we can actually extend Tompkins Square Park out to Avenue B and actually raise the level of the street grade. I think that's what I was trying to say, and make it so that it's just more flush with the park. And then the automated enforcement is effective because we did the first busway. Uh, I know everyone's excited, 14. like woo, busway. Um, on 14th Street, and it's the first in the city, and actually that is automated enforcement, and that has been really, really effective. So the buses take it. pictures of the cars in front of them that aren't supposed to be there, right? Yeah, and listen, I went through hell to put that busway in there, but the worst thing that people can complain to me about is like, I don't know, I might, you know, my team would probably kill me. The people would be like, it's just so quiet now. Well, that, which, it's which wonderful. is wonderful. It's so wonderful. As, and that bus is moving. As is commonly known, cities are not loud. Cars are loud. And when mm. we have car congested uh, streets, our, our cities are loud. Which gets me to the last thing I want to talk about with transit, and then we can move on, is the, the noise that is created by cars is a huge problem. And I know... You, Carlina, along with friend of the show, council member Eric Botcher, are introducing legislation to address harmful vehicle noise, which yes. would be increasing penalties on, is, is that on like car, does it include car stereos or is it just like cars that are modified to be really loud? If my kids are screaming like as they're like going to school and having a temper tantrum, does that count? <laughs> 
will I get fined for if that? They say you know, room, we can, room, we can yeah. include an amendment. You know, we'll, 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 we're always open to feedback. I would say add screaming children. I would <laughs> love that morning. if I could threaten my child and say, you're going to get a fucking fine. Shut <laughs> your mouth. Yeah. You're That'd incessant. Really I mean, I have a dog, and like, if a dog was like being a dick. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, we're, we're going to measure it, right? There's the, the Department of Environmental Protection. There's another fabulous agency for you to know about, DEP. And like the decibels of sound, and we know that it can cause cardiovascular issues and cognitive problems. So it is a public health issue, the noise. So we have that bill. I even have another bill that, um, that I reintroduced where it would change the classic New York City siren sound. I know, it's a very glamorous job. Ambulance. The job of the council. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ambulance sound, it would change it from kind of the classic one to like the two-tone European, which is much more soothing to the ear. So it's like what you heard in like the, all the Jason Bourne movies. Oh, yeah, like, Yeah, exactly. Right. Nailed it, Guys, I read a lot of books to my children that have vehicles in them. So we're trying, we're trying. Yeah. But like, you know, I used to live across the street from NYU for many years, and the buses would idle out there, and not only was the bus noise, but the amount of, of like environmental crap that would come from the buses. Like my windows were never, I could never clean them because of the, the you don't even think about it. Yeah. It's like if my windows are taking this in, what are my lungs taking in? And like all that shit, like, Yay, I love this. That's I just, all I have to say. I really did have nothing. I'm just kind of drunk at this point. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> Two points in. I just got to say real quick, you know, I love transportation. Studied abroad in Japan. Would go 20 minutes, bike 20. I could never, you know, whatever now. But it was, you know, when we start thinking about, like, revolutionary city design, I didn't even, like, the bike lane and the bike parking and the bike shit, like, it's just a completely different, separate part of the street. And there are many studies that show that people who, people will bike no matter what the weather is if they feel like it's safe. Yep. So, yeah. you know, it's the medians, the, 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 you know, and, like, it's crazy. I mean, New York, like, can really lead the way. But it's just like people complain about the weather. I would say more people bike in New York than California and in L.A. And it's because people feel even just slightly safer. So I just. Well, it's also we're, we just have a. Na I mean, we're a city. We're one of the only like big cities in the United States that is flat, that is really pedestrian and bike friendly. It should. It's an easy solution. Like this isn't San Francisco, where it's like I, I guess it'd be easy to bike there, but the hills yeah, are the killer e or Gotta whatever. Have e -bike in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I live. I'm a. I live half the time in Brooklyn and half the time in Minneapolis, and the Twin Cities. You talk about bike friendly. Like they have made it their job to make it. We, I mean, they have and that's recent, right? In the last like. No. You know that. No. It is not recent. It's always it, been good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a city that has the college prided itself in its lakes it's it's a very outdoor place to begin with and b when you have people who bike year-round there for sure like snow all of it like you can make urban centers feel very safe for bikers and clean and clean and nice. if you want Quiet. to like that's just on us yeah. you know and people will it's like you said if they feel safe they will do it. And like, it's if you fucking build it, freezing. They will come. If you build it, they will yeah. come. So thank you, Carlina, yes. for thank trying you. to build. Yes. 
All right. We see you. We're going to move on to our, our lightning round and, and try to hit a lot of topics a little bit quicker. Our lightning round is also, just a reminder, sort of not a lightning round. Some of these questions we write are really uh, the full question. But, you know, we're going to do them anyway. We're going to okay. pretend it's a lightning round. So in 2020, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo <laughs> used prison labor to address a hand sanitizer shortage. And the incarcerated workers made so much now that the state has 11 million bottles that it doesn't know how to get rid of. What should the state do with the 11 million bottles of hand sanitizer sitting on a pallet somewhere in upstate New York? Any ideas? Make baby formula out of it? <laughs> What's it made of? It's alcohol, so they can... It's, they it's, can good. it's good. It's good. It's New York clean brand uh, hand sanitizer. It's, I, it's I fine. used the it, it was that very thick, like kind of like nasty. I hated it. But, you know, I feel like we should have... Um, you know, I went to Mexico recently, like a few times, and um, everywhere you go, walk in, square you with hand sanitizer, everywhere. We were in Mexico, too, and That's they were true. pretty damn good about the pandemic yeah, there. Oh, I was, I feel, I was, I've been in know. Mexico, I've been in Colombia, everywhere except for the U.S., I would say. Puerto Rico, actually, they're very, like, most people are vaccinated, and they um, are very strict Tanto with masks. You know? Yeah, exactly. But U.S., like, we're the only ones that politicized this shit and we look stupid, but everyone needs a squirt, a squirt of hand sand. You know, Puerto Rico everywhere I went, they had just uh, well, all the hotels I went to, they all had um, sunscreen too. Yeah, so I was we like, need. What a lovely little treat! Just put some sunscreen. Keep going out. to Puerto Rico, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that a sarcastic one? Like the Hawaii? Like we shouldn't go? Or? No, no, go to. We they need the money. They need the money. I mean, I feel it's like there though. is. Um, elementary schools where kids can't vac be vaccinated under five, like all those, you know, communities, like, you know, I was just in West Virginia, which they literally have nothing. And then they have Joe Mansion. It's a fucking like the worst. So we'll send yacht. the bottles to yes. Joe Mansion. But That's like, send the yeah, bottles but I mean, to Joe no, but I'm just oh, saying, like in the haulers and like in places where you have kids under five and until they can get vaccinated, like trying to help them sanitize their hands and stay... Yeah. Send them to the kinder care with Betsy Duvall. I find it hard to believe also that like we can't use it in like our hospital system. Yeah, it's really I gross. Think it's just it's the kind really of like super. Oh, I remember because he sent like council members. <laughs> it, it, it looked like where you get the giant Clorox bleach, <laughs> and and we're like, well, we'll send it to all the council members. Yeah, and we're like, how am I supposed to give this to families who don't but barely open the door again? So and it's bigger out, than I'm their like, apartment. Put out your hands. I'm not kidding. We told people, can you bring? Um, empty spray bottles <laughs> and we're like pumping them in so then instead we bought little three ounces like the for, for the like the airline we were filling them in the office to distribute we distributed thousands of them but we had to do it which I is have. fine I'm, I'm a public servant but like yeah. think like, about really it AC? like I'm, I'm sitting here just pump like my job now is to just pump yeah, hands yeah don't yeah. pump too much Creating it gets everywhere yeah it's you ridiculous. know how it is you know. has the panel decided who they're voting for in the gubernatorial primary It's Kat, Kathy, Kathy Ochil Jumani's <laughs> running. Okay. And, oh, Jumani Williams. Uh, Tom Swazi. Anybody voting for Tom Swazi, the uh, centrist uh, <laughs> Democrat from Long Island? No? No. no. Uh, Tom Swazi knows exactly who he is, if that helps. <laughs> um, wow, know? I love that the speed of the lightning round questions is, is fascinating. This is a hard one. I mean, I'm undecided. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and see. I, I like Kathy Hochul. I like that we have a female governor for the first time, and I want to. I reelect our female governor, but I'm going to wait and see. I think I'm going to vote not for, for Mastriano in Pen and move to Pennsylvania and vote for that guy. Can I ask, like, do you all go voting joke. together? 
Um, we don't usually go voting together, no. Oh, do we, you mean, do we align, like, our, who we vote for? I don't know. Oh, you're like, oh, oh, what are you filling out? No, what are you filling out? Oh, I thought you is a politician, husband, so she's trying to know what I have my husband write down who I vote for. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then I just open up the piece of paper and I just fill it in. I don't even ask questions. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, the, they, everyone knows that person. You get the text <laughs> or whatever. Who should I vote for? I'm like, oh. There are five judges running, and there are five slots open for judges. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't, yeah. don't stress about the judges. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my mom used to like like wait for the flyer for the DNC or the local DNC to come in and be like, okay, the judges, and she just bring it to the voting booth and like circle. Yeah. No, I, I was judges. joking. By the way, you I never don't know when you're going to be in front of one. Make, uh, sure, make it count. Yeah, that's right. Actually, before our next show, I'm going before a judge because I got a ticket on my bicycle. Oh shit! And I'm fighting that shit. Oh, Fight okay. I, was, I assumed you ran a red light. No, well, th- he said I did, but guess what? How dare he? I followed the walk sign. The leading pedestrian animal. The leading pedestrian we did animal. In the council. And I told the guy, I said, LPI. Sir, I followed the walk sign because bicycles are now allowed, to, according, like since 2019, we're allowed to follow the walk sign. He got and the he said, wrong Karen that day. <laughs> and he <laughs> said, he did. I was like, I will Karen this. Yes. Thank Listen, you very much. Yeah, but the Everyone law is on your side. It is, so I can't wait to go there and defend Put the oh system on trial. Al Woods. Yeah. Al Woods, everybody. I want to oh speak to the God. manager. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, know, just in time for Independence Day. These bike lanes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone's lightning round All right, next number topic. two. Uh, <laughs> after oh an God, up... I, I, yeah, I don't know. Carlene, have you endorsed yet? Are you waiting? I haven't endorsed. Haven't I haven't endorsed. endorsed. Okay, we're not going to make you endorse after, so after two beers on this show. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, we get people on, make them drink two beers, and then make official endorsements. Uh, <laughs> after an uproar caused by a Sam Adams summer ale selling for $27.85 at LaGuardia Airport, the Port Authority has announced rules that concession prices cannot be more than 10% higher than out-of-airport street prices of similar products. How much would you be willing to pay for a 23-ounce Sam Summer Ale? Panelists, what do you think the right price is for a 23-ounce oh, Sam qu- Summer Ale? For a mass-produced This is a hard Sam question Adams. because if you're, lo- if you're pr- I know going to Broadway is an absolute privilege, but you could get some cheap tickets. But let's say the intermission comes yep. and you go to get that wine. No, yep. no, and they're no. like, do you want a double? And you're like, of, yeah, course, of course I want How a double much wine. Is it? That'll be $27. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. What my friend got, we got free tickets, got two support drinks Broadway, on Broadway. Support Broadway. $60. Sixty dollars for two drinks. You don't drink. bring purse alcohol. Now I bring I purse that's Sour Patch Kids. I, used I went to, to a movie the other day with now, a full spread of sandwiches and four beers. Movies did you I do that yesterday? Not Broadway. Broadway, they be checking your shit. But I will say, I used to work for a company that, um, an entertainment company that I had to fly around and tour with. And I would go to the fucking airport and I'd be so stressed. I'm like, let me get a beer. And at a certain point, I'm like, I don't know. I don't really care how much it costs. I need alcohol. And then I would see that shit is $30. And I try to get reimbursed. And they'd be like, we don't reimburse alcohol. So I stand with, you know, just like the guy who taped himself in the Starbucks. Weird hill to die on. We got a lot of shit fucked up in this city and country. But I'll die on that hill with him. No expensive $30 <laughs> Sam Adams Too people. Much. This is America, yeah, God I don't want to quote um, like the Shawshank line about a bottle of suds and something. I think it's important. Maybe we should start selling the Cuomo um, hand sanitizer as alcohol at the airport. There that's you go. Call that's it the very Cuomo kiddie Dukakis. I feel like, no. 
All I right. feel like let's not. Netflix executives <laughs> said they were aiming to introduce an ad-supported lower price subscription tier to the last three months of this year. How does the panel feel about ads coming to next Netflix? Isn't this just cable? Do you know I was laid off on Netflix on wait, Tuesday? Was, wait, was Netflix the, the they laid entertainment off a lot of company? People. Yeah, they laid off the entire Latin department, the black department, the Asian department, and the queer department. So how do you feel about their Well, I signed content. an NDA that... <laughs> I signed something where my severance is dependent on not disparaging. So I will tell you backstage. We'll skip over. Yeah, all right. No, we can see. Well, fuck, no. Liz, you Carlina, are you ready for... Would, would, you, would you reduce your Netflix bill in exchange for advertisements? I'm just like so mad at what you said. That they laid off all these departments. It's not like the Latin shows are coming in trending now. This was the social media team that were like promoting the Latin shows, right? Con, but also, con but that's the whole thing. Oh, it's, hey, you know. Oh, because I was tweeting about it a lot. I did my research. And yeah. It, yeah, but also it's like that's the whole point is if you don't have people of color helping you understand like what's out there because there's so much shit, like... I wouldn't know to look for shows that are great because and now they just cancel it all. So what are you doing? Netflix ads. I already pay. Maybe Don't money I heist. Pay? People know about money heist, right? It's Casa just de papel. Casa de papel, but that's Spanish. We're exactly. Laughing. Like it's like that's the only one that I see sometimes. Um, we that's that's bullshit. Um, this month, New Jersey bans single-use plastic bags joining New York City. Next on the list, I think, should be plastic utensils for takeout. Oh, we have um, a bill for that. I know, the Stop oh. the Stuff bill, right? So, uh, You Cody, are so happy. I feel like, are we the only people who are like, all the work that yeah. you've been doing? Because you're like, yeah, I'm ready to talk about that. I'm like, did you want to talk about legislation? <laughs> Honestly, the plastic... Say it, Liz. Say, Say it. it. Two, Say two it. lines in. I mean, Say honestly, everybody who forgets to check that fucking box when they get delivery. It doesn't matter if you check I it. Check but it. like, whatever, it just goes right in the trash. You like, can't just recycle stop it. Stop making it. Stop making it. Like I save it for future picnics. And also, That's smart. I just gave a giant bag like this big on my buy nothing group. <laughs> I was like, does anyone want all these utensils I've been saving? And someone took What's them. What's a buy nothing group? Oh, you got to get in your buy nothing you group. Not know about you nothing? don't know what a buy nothing group is? Oh, my God. Is? Oh, I never, I don't, I'm not in my it. My God. Buy Nothing is a series of Facebook oh, groups. I'm embarrassed. Delete, delete this segment. No, it's no, a trend. No. I didn't know it. I you've, think it's a, where, you know, we're young millennials. The Hell's so. Kitchen Buy Nothing is very active. Yeah. So Carina. basically, people put all this shit. They're like, this is free. Do you? It's like a, it's, it's like um. It's, it's like, like Craigslist like, free. Exactly. Oh, but yeah. It's, but it's it's some of it's weird. Like old jar of beets expiration date 2019. Who wants this? I'm like someone no one. wants it. Someone, someone wants it. it. Someone it's it's kind of the idea behind it is bigger than just like Cornichons. free shit. It's like it's like you can ask for things. The idea is it's that you're waste supposed production. to be waste reduction. It's waste and, reduction. And there's been times where like you know my hashtag kid, zero waste. Like my kid is obsessed yeah. with the movie Cars, despite us being. So it's so anti-car. Wow. You know, children, children love wow. cars. How was I that? love that. Did you the guys talk about it? Do you still begins. accept him and love him? Yeah. Even though you don't respect his lifestyle or choices? You we know what? It's a journey that we're on it's together. It's a journey that you're uh, on together. You're but, you know, I put on, on the Buy Nothing group, my kid's obsessed with cars. Does anybody have any car stuff that they want to get rid of? And, like, immediately there's, like, five neighbors like, yeah, my kid's 
outgrown this. So it's We've a great way. We've not bought our child a single present his entire life. Our four-year-old has never gotten anything new. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a little bit of exaggeration, but but he has. He's gotten a lot of, like, you know, hand-me-down stuff and, and free-cycled stuff. And it's, it's, a, it's a great landfill reduction. Like, if you ever have something in your house that you don't want anymore, but you can't bear to throw it away, Buy Nothing is great. So we just got rid of plastic utensils on Buy Nothing. Um, and, and it took a while for somebody to take it, but someone did. But, like, <laughs> even if you There's click... There's a plastic utensil fetish. Someone's like, yeah, 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 Everybody to wants work. Oh, my God. If you don't click it... Oh no, but even when if you, you do... When you see it in the Whitney, let, I'm telling you. Even it's not the Whitney. It is not the Whitney. <laughs> it is an FIT outfit. This is. Not, do you think I will like get some of it? Like, like the if city. they sell it for a million dollars, this whatever creation they made from no, our you utensils. No, you, you. That's it. That's no, but so yeah. Even if you do say you, pst, we don't want utensils, it's all, always in the bag. It's just default. It's always in the bag. You cannot recycle a plastic fork. Like you're not even supposed to put oh, it in the wow. plastic recycling. They're mm -hmm. too tiny and they like fall through the cracks of the recycling machines. Um, so so explain <laughs> the stop the stuff bill and how you're going to fix yet another problem for everyone here. Just, hey, you covered it. Like, good luck, everyone. But this, <laughs> honestly, but, but, I but, get but, those but, get, like, disposable. Like, you could, like, re... Compostable. Katie knows this stuff. You know what but, I but did. The, but the bill, that you, the bill that you have is to make it opt, opt in. Like, you have to say, I want yes! the forks and knives, and then other, otherwise you don't get them. Is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. And I also think the plastic bag... Bill, I've been approached as to kind of making it stricter because you actually do get a plastic bags in many, many, many scenarios. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to come after the bodega, the small business that has to put your bacon, egg, and cheese and your Poland Aww. spring in there. But, like, you know, whatever you're drinking. I'm trying to stay hydrated. But, like, I, there's, Joe's you know... Yeah, ex exactly. So I think there's things that we can do and even build on some of the laws that already exist. So that that's one of them. Another thing that Mexico has, listen, everyone, it's like, make America great again. America's the greatest thing. I go to Mexico, I go to other countries. They fucking got it together. Mexico, plastic bag ban. They don't give you plastic bags for shit. And also plan B, $9. Don't ask me how I found out. All right. Also, you can get medication abortion. It was one of those five times but anyway, a year. But also, like... <laughs> I compost and compost compostable bags. Why can't we just use those for all the bags? Eric Adams like, is I cutting compost. Eric Adams is cutting composting. Look it up. He's cutting it. Like yeah, use compost bad. bags to pick up your dog poop. Like I literally like don't understand why we're not using things that just turn it. Yeah. Turn into food for because plants. Because big plastic bag has a shit ton of money and they're lobbying people. Big bag. People. Okay, big big bag. Like big bag. We should subsidize compostable shit. Big bag, big shit, milk. But yes. that's just too fin progressive. Final lightning round question. So all of our maps have been redrawn here in New York City. Yes. We have, yes. We have yes. new yes. congressional yes. districts. Um, we live in Gerard Nadler's district, but now we live in a district that Gerard Nadler and Carolyn Mahoney are I both going to run for. The, yeah. the battle of the 74 and 76-year-old people who really want to keep power. But so, like, I, I just feel like those two communities are so vastly different. And that was proven, right. I thought. Wait, Upper yes. East and Upper West? Yes. Well, compared to the rest proven. of the city, they're pretty but close. Like, but <laughs> Nadler's existing district went from like the Upper East Side like deep into like neighborhoods upper in Brooklyn. Upper West Side, downtown, yeah. into Brooklyn. Yeah. 
So anyway, that, but the question is, so that district has now been, they're, they're together. So there's a new district, District 10, yep. that has a lot of overlap with the district that you represent, actually. Mm -hmm. So the lightning round question is, anybody on stage going to run to be a congressperson <laughs> in that district, <laughs> District <laughs> 10? Oh. Does anybody want to make so announcements <laughs> after drinking anybody? beer? Anyone? Anyone here? I have thinking had about it. Thinking it's about a lot. I'm thinking, thinking about, about it. Katie's like, don't. I just Fox I, News. I really love being the councilwoman. It's okay. it, like just listen. Run, run, run. Hold on, wait. I'm from the LES. I just representing is like such a. Hold on a second. I like yeah, the, news yeah. from, the news from this podcast is Liz, Liz Winstead says that cities run on abortions, yeah. and Carlina Rivera is now announcing. <laughs> no, she's no, not no, 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 I'm just thinking of sex There's a Link NYC question on there I saw in the corner of my eye. <laughs> we'll talk uh, about Link NYC backstage. I will All say, right. though, that uh, I think that I think it's good when younger people run, and that not everybody who's... When I'm 76, I hope that I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Mexico. Yeah. I'm going to eat some food. I'm going to hang out with my grandkids. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking do nothing. That's what I want to do when I'm 76. Oh, but no. there's When people are 76 and, and about to retire in America, they become senators and congresspeople and make laws and yeah. the Supreme Court. and they are, Do they have Walmart. Alzheimer's? Probably. but uh, And they should just shut the fuck up and give their money to young people so they can actually run the world that they supposedly worked to envision for people. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm, when I'm 76, I'm giving my money to you <laughs> so that you fucking run for shit because, like, I know what I believe in. I know what makes the world good. It's you, so here. Where are you retiring? Uh, wherever you want me to. Um, tell me. It can be roomies. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my, tell husband, me. my husband won't live that long. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be serious. They, they tend not to. It's true. Look at how many men wear the mask on the subway. It ain't going to be too long. Oh, men are all going to die because they're all going to get COVID. They're all gonna, they're all, I'm just like, why? And also, like, vasectomies kill men. I don't know if you guys well, know Well, apparently vasectomies make eyelashes longer. So that's the fucking thing. All right, guys. Let's give it up for our incredible panel. Let's give it up for Millie Tamaras. Yay! Carlina Rivera. Thank you guys for coming out <laughs> on a Monday you. night. Um, and we really appreciate Caveat for having us here. Thanks, yes. Six Point, for our beer that we drank tonight. Thanks to Tyler Walker that does our theme song. And, Cody, let's make sure everybody doesn't forget to, to vote, vote in, in midterm, midterm elections. elections. Good night, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye. Cody and Charlie and a few of their friends. Chug a cup of